The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. You are listening to Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio, hosted by two-time Stanley Cup winner and hockey legend Kevin Stevens. Through hard-hitting discussion, personal testimonies, and cutting-edge resources to help battle the disease, Crosscheck is dedicated to ending the stigma and shame behind addiction and bringing forth the hope and support for those suffering from addiction to power forward and overcome it. Let's join Kevin Stevens and his team now on Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio. Hello, this is Kevin Stevens of Crosscheck Radio. Welcome, guys, to the show. We have another great show. Um, some great guests today, a lot of uh, hope and a lot of sobriety, all the things we're looking for. So I'll turn it over to Andy. He can take it from here. Thanks, Kevin. Yes, you are absolutely correct, sir. We do have a uh, fantastic show today. And um, before we get started with our special guest interview, let's meet our other members of our panel. Alyssa Horton, she is with Recovering Champions. She is a certified addiction coach and recovery coach. And then we also have Willie Drinkwater, who is an addiction specialist in private practice and is also an adjunct professor at UMass Boston. Hello. 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 How are you guys doing? Everybody good? Yeah. yeah. Doing fantastic. Good week. Um, we have a great show today, and uh, let's get started with our first guest, and we're thrilled to have him. He is a, a face you've seen on TV everywhere these days. He has an incredible story of hope and redemption, and we're just thrilled to have him. Mike Lindell from MyPillow is our guest, and we'd like to welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. It's great to be on your show today. Yeah, thanks, awesome. Mike. Thanks. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, so, you know, you have an incredible story, you know, from your your start uh, with MyPillow and kind of how you led up to the discovery of MyPillow. So we'd love to hear more about kind of your background and how it all came to be for you. Well, I was um, I was always an entrepreneur, but I didn't. I, I was uh, became a, a cocaine addict in uh, the early 80s, and... Um, and I was, uh, I ended up got married, had four kids. We were married 20 years, but, but the, uh, we, in, in between, we had bought local bars. Uh, we had had a bar that for 13 years, not a good place for an addict. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was a very, you know, I didn't even, I just thought that was my normal. It was, uh, you know, I've, I had been through treatment and stuff in the early, in the eighties for DWIs and stuff. And being in the bar business, everybody was either drinking or on cocaine or, I mean, it was, uh, was pretty common then. And, but then that all switched to crack and the crack cocaine in uh, the early 2000s, and I ended up selling the bar. I I couldn't uh, function like I like I was before. Things just finally started catching up. I mean, and uh, in uh, 2003 I sold them. In 2004 I got a dream for a pillow. God gave me a dream for this pillow that you know today is my pillow, and I put all my I didn't have any money then, and I put all my energies. Well, I did have a little money from the sale of the bar, and I put everything into. I had this dream of the My Pillow name first. And I wrote it all over the house. And <laughs> my daughter, my daughters came upstairs. She goes, "What are you doing?" It's like two in the morning. She goes, "So I'm going to invent this pillow. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be called My Pillow." And and um, and she looks at me. She grabbed her glass of water. And she goes, "That's really random, Dad." My back. Typical kid. But but we uh. But then they asked their mother, "When's he? When's he going to get over this pillow thing?" And she says, "Oh, it'll be soon." the face and well i kept on it every day tearing trying different things in a pillow foam and, and tearing foam and putting be all these different things in a in a pillow and uh 
And then once I had the right thing that I that I invented, I had these other guys helping me. That I, these engineers, I said, "Here's what I need." Um, and um, we finally came up with the right thing, but there was no machine that made the cuts I needed. And mm-hmm. and anyway, it was quite a process. It took about a year, a little over a year, year and a half. And I finally had this pillow, but I was completely broke. And I went into um, some some box stores. I said, "I have the best pillow ever made. Right. How many would you like?" And, sure. and they're and they're going. Uh, I had so much passion. They're going. Um, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, here's and, here's the door. And I ended right. Here's the door. So I uh, someone said, Mike, why don't you do a kiosk? I said, How do you spell that? I don't. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I couldn't. I couldn't sell at the kiosk. Um, the uh, my my wife at the time was. I I had a very much a a, a fear of um, you know stra- talking to strangers and and I was a fear of rejection went back to even childhood. Um, where I was actually, um, you know, I had this unworthiness spirit, so I couldn't talk to people. But I, you know, I would when I was my parents divorced when I was seven, I was put in a new school, so I was either showing off like climbing out of bus windows and jumping, or, or, um, or, um, to be accepted. And um, mm-hmm. so I had, you know, I can look back on that now and see where, you know, where my addictions, all this stuff manifested from. But yeah, it was, it, was uh, um, it goes back to childhood. In any way. So I got the pillow invented, and we had all this adversity. Or, you know, I did finally say, you know, there was a break I got where I could do a home and garden show. Um, I met this this guy. This guy had bought one a pillow from that kiosk. The one day that I had happened to be there, and I, he says, "You have a business card." I said, "No, no, I'm all out." And I wrote it on a piece of paper and my phone number and Unbelievable. gave it to him. <laughs> Yeah, well, but did he, you have a business card, had, or were you just? No, I didn't have. No, a business okay, yeah. Card. I didn't know it, yeah. And I said, "Oh, I'm all out." And uh, but but he called me. Uh, you know, what were the odds of that day? I mean, the only day I was there, mm-hmm. and the only day. Then he called me in January when there was, you know, the kiosk was a complete, uh, basically failure. It cost us. I had to borrow money from an ex bookie to, to buy a. Um, to have the money to do the kiosk, and and that was that. <laughs> this is amazing. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that bookie. And that bookie, he said he'd always borrow me money if I quit betting sports betting. So that was like a he did like an intervention on sports betting. <laughs> is this the same guy? Is this the same guy who um, wanted you to get more sleep? No, no, that's coming up. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. bookie. That was for my gambling addiction. Okay. Um, sports betting. I had mafia to my door, you know, back in the day all the time for wow. collecting money. Um, so anyway, the the um, the. I did this. Uh, this guy called me up and said, "Are you the guy invented this pillow? This pillow changed my life." And I said, "Yeah." He says, "Well, I run the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show. Would you like a spot in there?" And I went in there, and an interesting thing happened. I, with a table in front of me, I set up the booth, and I, I was able to talk to people then because I had an agenda without mm. being on drugs behind mm-hmm. behind that table. You're if drunk. I went out from behind that table and went out to smoke a cigarette or whatever, I was I was addicted to that back then too. I couldn't talk to smokers. I couldn't talk to people. I would avoid people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get me behind that table, and I could talk talk their ear off about mm-hmm. this pillow, especially when people started coming back into the show going, wow, I slept on this last night. It's amazing. And I was just feeding off that. My passion has always been to help people. Right. Well, then I got in shows, and I did shows for seven years then or six years. But in the meantime, I had all this adversity I faced with uh, uh, my own, a lot of it my own with my crack, crack addiction, but a lot of people betrayal, people taking the company. We were, it got down or taking my pillow. Um, it wasn't much of our company then, but we were actually labeling the pillows in our living room. Um, and I remember in the, in the spring of 2007, now my wife and I have been married 20 years by then. 
and and she was saying, you know, the uh, we need to get an automatic labeler, and it was just like we're trying to ignore, you know, trying to ignore that we were just, everything was crumbling. We were losing our house, we were losing everything, and and I said, what do we need a labeler for? You know, and it's just you know. These guys are taking this on, you know, in five days or whatever. Well, we ended up. She left. She couldn't take it anymore. So we were divorced within a month, um, and um, of twenty years. So there was a lot of things came crashing down. And then in two thousand eight, in the spring of two thousand eight, I'd been up fourteen days. We lost the house. You know, all this stuff. I was living in another place, and mm. it was downtown Minneapolis, the worst part of Minneapolis. And and staying down there, I think I had a probably had a warrant out for something I didn't do um, at that time. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> was. And they, uh, Kev says and, that um, <laughs> and, and they, uh, and anyway, the, these, I came out of the room and the three, uh, these three dealers were there. My three of the biggest dealers, they said, so what are you guys doing? You know each other? And they go, well, we know of each other. And then one guy says, Mike's been up, Mike's been up for 14 days. I want everybody to cut, you know, you're going to get cut off here. And I go, what is this like an intervention? They go, and they all like, well, yeah, we're, we're cutting you off. What a blessing, dealers, right? I've literally never yeah. Yeah. met any drug dealer. Uh, <laughs> that would shut you off. Well, yeah. Here's what, yeah. Uh. But, well, here's what happened. They, they, two of them left and they said, you're never getting, my book writer was just here the other day and he was questioning one of the drug dealers. He's a born again Christian. Now he works for me and he, uh, he told oh, wow. the story. He says, "Yeah." He said, "How did you? How did you get? Uh, how did you cut him off in the streets?" He says, "Well, we went down there and told him uh, that uh, if you see some white guy with a mustache, he says you're not. Don't tell him anything." <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, you were a marked and, uh, man at that point. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, so anyway, he's the one guy. The finally, the one guy went to sleep. It was two in the morning. I headed down to the streets and. And I couldn't buy a crack anywhere. I, I went out, uh, you know, blocks out in the, in the middle of the night, and nobody would sell me. Oh, and okay. so I came back in there, and, and he's he's standing there waiting for me. And he goes, he goes, what? Uh, how'd that work out for you? And I was so upset. And he goes, you know, he goes, you made a promise that I would always tell them guys. He goes, you made a promise to us that, that this pillow is just a platform for some bigger, some huge thing that God's got for you. That he's that. Uh, you're going to, in the future, you're going to tell it, you're going to, you're going to have God evangelizing the people. You're going to come back and help us in the inner city and you're going to help us all here. We're not going to let you die on us. And, and, uh, mm -hmm. and he goes, give me your phone. And he took a picture when I was up 14 days. And, um, it's interesting now, cause I'm going back and fulfilling that prophecy that yeah. I did back, yeah. told him back then, wow. but wow. they, uh, but anyway, I didn't quit that. I, it was the, the following, this, this following December, a lot of bad things happened in 2008 still, but that planted some seeds there that these, um, these drug dealers had this intervention on me, and then, uh, then in December, <laughs> I can't get that's just the most amazing thing. It is. It's yeah, an amazing. Yeah, that thing. is a. That is a. Well, just like just like the gambler, just or just like the book he did it with gambling. Yeah. I'm going okay. Yeah. Boy, I must be pretty bad. You guys are doing interventions. And, uh, I, I would say so. And, uh, I haven't heard that story before. Yeah. <laughs> making us look bad. Oh, yeah. You're so. You're yeah, blessed. They, you're, you're incredibly right. blessed. Yeah, but they uh, yes, absolutely. God carried me through all that. But they, wow. but uh, now in December of that year of 2008, my friend came to me and he goes, and he had been three years. He was my equal. He was. He had done. We had both started doing. I grew up with him. We both started doing cocaine at the same same time. We had switched to crack at the same time. Same age. He came to me and he says, and out of the blue, he had been clean for three years. And he says, he says, oh, the Lord led me out here, Mike. What, what's up? And I hadn't seen him in a year. And I go, Dick. I said, what do you? What's going on? I said, and he told me, you know, he had, you know, found Jesus three years prior. I said, well, I said, well, what, 
he had, he could answer questions no one else could have. And I said, mm-hmm. is it boring? I had all these questions for him mm-hmm. because he, you know, that no one else could answer because he was close to my equal, which is what my my new recovery network I'm setting up uh, um, is going to do. It's going to match. Uh, but I can tell you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, a, a month later, I quit. I waited a month later, and at that point on January 16, 2009, I prayed. I told, I said, you know, I want to wake up in the morning and never have the desire again for these drugs, and then I'll do this platform thing because God had kept telling me. I kept hearing that this is a platform for this big, you know, I'd get this in dreams and all this. And I knew if I went one more day, that calling would be gone. And I did wake up the next day, and the desires were gone. And then a couple months later, I actually went into a— um, um, a, a outpatient thing by our church where they, uh, I, it was different than any other treatment center I've been in. It actually went back to your childhood and found out why you were addicted in the first place or what these traumas or what even just uh, dysfunction. And, and, um, so they, so but getting there and then, and then, um, um, I, um, it gets up to, gets up to, I'm, at that point, I'm trying to get my, everything was gone in my company. Guys had taken it. Um, they had worked for me. And it was just, it was just home shows and fairs, but I get them all back. And then in 2011, I said, well, why don't we make a, I told my friends and family, let's make an infomercial. If no one will take my pillow, I want to make, I'm, I have a dream. It's going to be the biggest infomercial mm. in the world. And we'll have a real audience. And just a friend of mine, the night before, the night before I went on, um, there was a, a producer there, and he had just, the first time he had met me, we were doing our reads, and he, he texted the other guy, he said, this guy's the worst guy I've ever seen. He's never going to be on TV. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and, they, and uh, they, uh, obviously, I didn't know about it, but he was kind of right. The next day, I walked out, and I was so afraid. I'm, I'm looking at, at the, uh, you know, at this audience. It was so, I read one line. It took nine takes. So finally, we brought that table out again. That I could talk about, yeah. table, table out, wow. and and, uh, and we took away the teleprompter and just just like I did it at the shows, and uh, it aired October seventh, two thousand eleven, at three in the morning. I was living in my sister's basement, and we had five employees. And forty days later, we had five hundred employees. Wow! wow. It was uh, um, it was just Amazing. incredible. They go, Mike, you need to be CEO. I go, don't they just steal money? Why do I want to do that? <laughs> I didn't know what a CEO. We need an HR department. I go, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about the foundation that you're starting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I what I did the when in my company, I run it kind of like a ministry. You know, we, the the story doesn't there. Guy gets up to 2014. We were within two days of growing under, and and um, and then it goes. Uh, I met this gal, and anyway. The, um, um, she had this relationship with Jesus that I didn't have, and I'm going, even though I believed in God, and, and that's quite a story, and it gets up to January, or this February 18th of 2017, where I got the same thing she had, where Jesus showed up. I went to this um, this uh, retreat thing as Operation Restored Warriors for Veterans, actually, and and uh, I got that relationship, so now I can have the same passion for for Jesus that I did for a pillow. So now I've got this evangelistic calling, but at my, with the foundation, what I'm going to be doing is imagine every need. It's a vetted need. And a hundred percent of the money goes to the goes to whatever that is. And you get to hear back a difference you made in their life. Um, there's no overhead. That's all paid over here. 
But more importantly, for the, even more importantly than that is what I'm, I'm actually got the guys in the other room as we speak. Um, I'm setting up a re, part of that foundation. It's called it's Lindell Recovery Network. And what that's going to have is we all have stories of um, people dying out there, with like the mm-hmm. opiate epidemic and all mm-hmm. these things. I have, you know, I want hundreds of thousands of stories of hope where they have made it through. And now imagine if you're a 22 year old opiate addict um, and you can't, maybe you can't relate to a 56 year old uh, mm-hmm. meth addict. Okay. Well, the closest, just like my friend back in the day, the closest you get a match. So now he punches in his age. He punches in what, what his main addiction was. All these stories, just like him, come down, but they have made it through. They've, that's his hope. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's, that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. We like this. And you, you have a 23-year-old, or you can look up 24-year-old. You can switch drugs if you're both if you're duly addicted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to have on the right all the centers that I have vetted, which I've been doing all summer. Every center that I have vetted, your, whether it's your Teen Challenge, Union Gospel, Salvation Army, I'm all the faith-based that I know work. And all these over here, and now I'm going to be, I'm going to be on this website, basically being a tour guide for the addict, and going, hey, you guys, I've vetted this, this works. Go over here, you know, you know, get help here, and then you know what? When you come out of there, I'm going to be here for you, part of this network. I have mentors, I have paid mentors coming out the other side of these. I'm going to add this paid mentors. It's going to be the biggest employer in the country. It's a, it's a really, really mentor. humanistic approach. That's yeah, awesome. It is yeah. awesome. Absolutely. When you mentor people, it also helps the mentor. As you know. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and these guys, and their passion is to help addicts. That's the way we beat this thing. And we, the, the, um, it's just going to go, you know, um, where you got, you know, addicts helping addicts or, you know, people that were addicts and getting them through getting them, getting them the right help and then get, and then mentoring after that. Not, uh, you know, cause not everybody, as you guys know, you come out of, you come out of treatment like when I did back in the day in the in the 80s when it was just to get my life back and stuff. Well, oh yeah, though you know if you come out and you have more shame than you went in with, if they're going, well, you spent yeah. this much yeah. money and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you hurt your parents, you hurt your parents. Look what you did to your kids. Think how much money you have if you weren't addicted. Blah 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 blah. You come yeah. out the other out of that out of that center. You're going, wow. Now I feel really bad about yeah. myself, and I don't even have my drugs to mask it. Right. And and Better you're going, um, yeah. and. And not everybody, I, what I tell addicts all the time, you come out of any treatment, I don't care what it is, um, you're not going to have trust with people. That trust is earned again. I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, a lot yeah. of addicts will come out and go, woo, you know, trust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one's throwing a parade. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the easiest you know, part of the whole, good, yeah, and the easiest part right. of the whole thing is the physical de- detox. I mean, that's the easy part. Then how do I right. change right. the thinking yeah. and make the connections again? <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah, right. And it's it, you know who everything. trusted. Me. I tell I tell people all the time. You know who trusted me first? The drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Where where can people? Yeah. Um, so first of all, we'd love to try to help you any way we can um, with the foundation here. Um, yeah. Both Alyssa and Willie work with a ton of people in the recovery community, and that um, would be awesome. Yeah. 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 We would love Absolutely. we would love to help love any that. way we can. Um, I have a my pillow. I have a my pillow. I absolutely love it. My wife got it for me for for Christmaca, and it's Christmaca. Christmaca. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. And um, is that like a Hanumas? Yeah, Hanumas. Yeah, it's Hanumas. Christmas, <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Um, and uh, where can people find more information about the website and the foundation? Oh, it's just my yeah, the, or the foundation. The 
we've got the organically i've got it up there now but it's going to be in september where you can i mean you can go to the lindellfoundation.com right now or dot okay. org but they uh yeah. but they it's not set up for any donation stuff yet it's basically saying this is what's coming the mm-hmm. the lindell recovery network that's going to be hopefully i get everything launched this fall mm-hmm. um the i have a book coming out called uh, it's called what are the odds from crack addict to ceo and mm. i know <laughs> that's, that's awesome. going to sell 30 million copies in the first six months i'm self-publishing and i'm gonna and all the money the money the proceeds i'm putting into this recovery network and into the and into the um foundation because i overhead's all paid by me and that'll get other people want to get on board but i won't take their money right now for the overhead because i want to show what can be done i don't i'm not going to i want to self-sustain basically yeah. um yeah. you know once you start getting to outside money then they want to they want to do it their way but i know what works yeah. for the you know mm-hmm. i know what's going to work and and uh but yeah, so you can always just Google. You can either Google my name, and, they, and we have michaeljlindell.com too, where all the info, all my info, the stuff is coming, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be coming real fast. And it's going to—I just think it's going to be amazing to where you're taking, and especially with the addict, taking the addict and getting him closer up to where he sees hope in his own age group and yeah. his own drug. That, and uh, and then also the foundation, um, which we're going to basically what I'm going to be is a trusted conduit from for taking private sector money people want to give they just don't know where to give people right. want to help exactly. they don't know where to help foundations have been ruined they've been you know uh, how much of the money really goes to the need what 10 cents on a dollar right. how much yeah. do their yeah, exactly. CEOs exactly. how much do their CEOs make how much do their yeah. you know are those kids really real in the Very pictures true. everybody have the same kids you know and, I, and I'm going to put trust back into giving and and uh, maybe I'll have to have an addiction center for people to give too much. I, I just kept giving. I just kept giving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is amazing. This is amazing. But, but you know, the, uh, um, the, to know that 100% of your money would go to whatever the need is. And I'm not, I'm not the one. The, there's the, the needs that are getting put up. They're all vetted that they're real. And, these, uh, and, um, and they, they know that you get the story of the person or whatever the need is. And then, so I'll imagine all these squares, and you're, you're gonna you can specifically go on there. Maybe yeah. you like to give to um, women that have need over here, or a homeless shelter, you know, mm-hmm. or a homeless person yeah, here. Awesome. Whatever that is, you're able to. People, first of all, people like giving in their own backyard, mm-hmm. and then they also would like to be specific to a cause. You know, if you got like, uh, let's say, it's Salvation Army, well, give to the Salvation Army. No, what? How about if there's a cause within the Salvation Army? Or, or within uh, whatever it is, uh, right. yeah. you know, so this homeless awesome. shelter for this specific thing. So you can be a little more specific in your giving so you feel you made a difference, you know. And you're using and, your platform uh, to do this, yeah. which is Absolutely. Which the, is amazing. The platform, right. The platform that God gave me was this notoriety. The, uh, they just did a thing the other day. Here I've been on TV 2.5 million times now. Wow. And so to be able to... And I just did a speech or a speaking, and it was an evangelist pulse event at U.S. Bank Stadium where the Super Bowl was in May. And they told I told my story there. These were almost all millennials, and and uh, it was. And then I told my story, and then I prayed for them. Fifty. There was uh, I led them all in prayer for about a minute. You can actually see that on my website, themypillow.com. If you go to the, um, you can see the that or the michaeljlandell.com that prayer. But I, the 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 fruit of that, or the the, the came to fruition. I was at an amusement park here in Minnesota with my granddaughter and my niece and nephew, and all these 
all these millennials that were at that came up and go, wow, your story had changed our, you know, what, you know, prayer, you, where you see that it's make that hope and give them hope, you know, yeah. people need hope nowadays. And that is, you know, everybody knows people that are dying and everything else, but we've got to get the hope out there and take the shame out of addiction Absolutely. that it's okay that you tell about your story that you've made it through. Absolutely. And that's what we do with the entire show is that mm -hmm. stories like yours help others and we always try to have guests on who have an incredible story and you have you have one absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. so um so thank you so much for coming on the show today i just had a had a final yeah. thought mike, mike i was thinking you know uh, would it be possible to come up with like a concept of of like having an anniversary pillow you know like you know for one year sobriety two years sobriety and, and actually oh that's a great no that's a great that's a great idea i think that'd be kind <laughs> of cool oh, no yeah. anniversary oh yeah pillow. absolutely yeah, yeah. So I when you lay down your head at I, night, that's the last thing you see is is, is yeah, you recover. Celebrated that, yeah, yeah celebrated. I like it. And then and then it can also be your prayer pillow. Yeah. There, yeah. You, there go. you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you Why go. Not? And yeah. it's just an extension of your platform. Yep. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, th thank well, you. All right, guys. Well, thank you for having me on. I sometimes I talk too much. I didn't uh, get any, too much. No, fascinating. No, that was no, great. It was great. It's a true. I went from. I went from this shy guy that wouldn't talk at all to the guy. Now they get they get me on camera, and I'm going, okay. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you again. Hopefully we can have you back at sometime in the future. Anytime, you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike, awesome. Mike thank Pindell, you. My pillow. Thank you. You have been listening to Crosscheck with your host, Kevin Stevens. We'll be right back after these messages. My name is Richard Morse, founder and chairman of Boston Financial Management. For more than 40 years, we have been dedicated to the creation and preservation of wealth for our clients. We strive to develop and implement individual investment programs to address the specific needs of each and every client. BFM is pleased to support Crosscheck Radio's mission of providing education and awareness about the drug addiction crisis currently facing this nation. We believe this program will increase awareness and begin to move the nation towards a better understanding of the crisis and ultimately to a solution. Boston Financial Management is proud to take an active role in promoting Power Forward, aired by Crosscheck Radio, and believe all communities and individuals will benefit with a greater knowledge about the current opioid crisis. For more information about Boston Financial Management, please visit our website at bfminvest.com. Clean Slate Centers is an outpatient clinic with a strong commitment to expanding access to medication-assisted treatment to help fight the opioid epidemic. Our primary mission is to help the underserved population reclaim their lives from substance abuse disorder. Clean Slate has 44 centers in eight states, and we pride ourselves on providing compassionate and effective physician-led treatment across all of our locations. We provide evidence-based care using the current guidelines established by the American Society of addiction medicine. Clean Slate's knowledgeable and caring team focuses on treating each patient as an individual while placing an emphasis on personal accountability. This is an effective method and will help those in need manage their addiction. The combination of individualized medical, behavioral health, and case management services has been shown to be the most effective treatment for people experiencing substance abuse disorder. For more information or to schedule an intake, please call 413-341-1780. That's 413-341-1780. Or visit www.cleanslatecenters.com. We are also a proud supporter of Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio. 
at Tracy. Come in and see the difference for yourself. They have the largest selection. I found my dream car here. The choices are endless. There is no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. We'll help you make the best decision. We've bought 30 vans here. I love my new car. They put the fun back into buying a car. I wouldn't go anywhere else. Everybody wants a good deal. It's one of the reasons I keep coming back. Experience the rock-solid difference. Tracy Chevrolet Cadillac. Exit 6 off Route 3, Plymouth, Mass. Oh, no. Uh, license and registration, please, sir. What's the problem, officer? Uh, well, son, lots of problems. You were, you were doing 115 miles an hour in a 35 zone. You have a blown tail light and a blown headlight. Uh, about a mile back there on the road, you ran over a whole family of deer uh, and some very cute bunnies. You appear to have several kinds of illegal explosive drugs and firearms in the back seat, not to mention there's a 300-pound bearded man who's bound and gagged back there for some reason. What do you have to say for yourself, son? Uh, if you log on to pod617.com, you can listen to some great podcasts and produce one of your own. Pod617.com, huh? Okay. Have a nice day, sir. At Pod617.com, you'll find on-demand podcasts on politics, sports, music, and amazing storytelling. And Pod617.com will produce a broadcast-quality show for you to promote your business or professional service. Listen to the voices of your city and join the community. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Uh, you know what? I uh, changed my mind. You're under arrest. Aww. Hi, this is Dr. Lanise Bias. You're listening to my friend Kevin Stevens on Cross Check Radio. It's time to power forward. Welcome back to Cross Check. My name is Andy Bernstein here with our host Kevin Stevens, Alyssa Horton, and Willie Drinkwater behind the glass. And joining us now is our in-studio guest, Lauren Bardsley. Director of Development for the Dimmick Center, and Susan Walmsley, Youth and Community Engagement Director for the Boston Athletic Association. Before we get started with Lauren, I wanted to give a quick background about the Dimmick Center, which was founded in 1862 as New England Hospital for Women's and Children. They are located in Roxbury on a nine-acre campus. They provide health, community care, behavioral health services, child and family services to more than 18,000 people annually in the Boston area. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us about Dimmick. Sure. And what you guys offer. Absolutely. Um, there's so much to tell. Um, so Dimmick has been around um, in some way, shape, or form for over 150 years. It started as one of the first by women and for women hospitals in the United States. Um, we trained one of the first nurses in the U.S. Um, and over time, it has developed into a comprehensive health and human services center. So we offer everything from primary care, dental, vision, all the way through detox and rehabilitation. But we also um, offer to the community things like early intervention and Head Start. So we've got an entire child and family wing on our campus. It's a nine acre campus and it, you know, the goal is to offer the community affordably everything that they need to stay healthy and well. Yeah, I think that's the biggest important thing is that affordably, right? There's so yes. many different mm -hmm. places that people can't get into for certain things, but, you know, being at, in, in, in recovery and an addict, whatever, everybody knows about Timic. We all hear about Timic and we all hear good things about it. And, but the best thing about it is that you guys take people, which is, that's the biggest thing around here for a lot of us. You know, you, you call these places and they don't get, they don't take them or they don't take insurance, but you guys provide a lot of different services. Absolutely. And, you know, especially 
for a population, that's just not one service that you need. You don't only need detox. You yeah. need medical care. You need dental care. You need vision. You need financial guidance. And, you know, a lot of our mission is focused around getting you well and keeping you well. So we'll also provide services to connect you to get onto Mass Health. Yeah. Um, so really comprehensive treatment instead yeah. of just a one and done kind of situation. Yeah, that's great stuff because I, I didn't even know that you did all that stuff like right now you know it's kind of uh, yeah. I knew like the detox part of it and I knew that you have a transition place you guys mm -hmm. can send people but like the vision the tea all that stuff is very important you know what you look like and how you feel when you get out of these places absolutely and it's a place where you can continue to come back Dimmick has been around for so long that you know it's got legacy in families too people who whose mothers took them to Dimmick for primary care or whose parents brought them to Dimmick for school are now coming here for doctor visits. And, you know, it's a it's really integrated into the community, which I think is one of the most important and unique things about the Dimmick Center is that it is a humongous part of Roxbury and it's here to serve and it's here for life. Mm -hmm. So people, they don't need, so people, I'm just talking for the people here, like, <laughs> they can get in, they don't need insurance to come to your place. Not necessarily, and so what we do is we connect them with what they need to get the resources that they need to okay. stay and to get healthy. Um, how many uh, beds do you have available? So ultimately, we, have, we try to serve about 4,000 people across the campus per year. Um, in our brand new detox, which is uh, we just unveiled this past spring um, after a really amazing um, capital campaign that was led by our CEO and president, um, Maisha Minter Jordan, um, we added thirty. We added about forty beds, um, and so ultimately that added a thousand potential um, people coming through the campus um, per year. And then between that and our rehabilitation services, we we see about four thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, That's awesome. yeah. No, I yeah. I would imagine that the bed availability is be being kept up to date too at the BSAS with the helpline number. That they have and yes. stuff. Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And I've seen that you guys are uploading your uh, available beds on uh, marcy.org, which is an awesome website yes. and resource. Yeah. I personally have given your number out to a ton of people that we are unfortunately unable to help at our location. Uh, and, and I haven't heard any complaints, sure. so thank and you for all that you do. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's the thing. We're, we're a team. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the fact that we can kind of bring people in and also – kind of see through their services. So whether mm -hmm. they, they get through our detox, they go through our rehabilitation center, but then they can continue to come back and we can continue to monitor their health and make sure that they stay well. Well, that's the true holistic approach is, yes. as I would ever have heard it, really, because it is. It's post-treatment where people really struggle. It's not the fact that they're not intelligent, that mm -hmm. they're not, you know, that they don't acquire common sense, but mm -hmm. application for a recovering drug addict or alcoholic is the hardest part. Getting sober is easy, staying sober yeah, is really hard. The easiest hard. part is the detox itself, and then right. how do I change the thinking and everything surrounding it. Right, so. and let alone taking up on health care. Like, most of these people are, like, either, you know, newly adults. They got Like, they started using when they were young children, and then all of a sudden now they're an adult in the real world. They don't understand having to make a dentist appointment. Mom used to do that for me. Right. They don't know when to go to the doctor or, like, what you Oftentimes even. with mom's the one that's phoning up to get a detox bed, too. You know, <laughs> right. and then I'm, I'm trying to say, why, why isn't your son on the phone, your, your daughter on the phone? Right, because they're adults at this point, right. so we can't actually set up an appointment mm -hmm. if you're mom or dad. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is there a geographical area that everybody I know Roxbury is where you're based but can you know where 
Well, it's certainly not limited. Okay. Um, we would we usually say that we serve the Roxbury and Dorchester area primarily, but mm -hmm. I mean, we welcome everyone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you have some upcoming events. We do. Um, tell us about. Uh, is there any? Uh, special galas or different things that are coming up. I know uh, Suzanne is here from the BAA, so would love to learn more about Absolutely. your partnerships, et cetera. Fantastic, so the, the event that we have coming up really soon, which we're very excited about, is on September 8th, and it is the Road to Wellness 5K Walk Run. So we collaborate with um, some partners to put this on. Um, we work with HoodFit, BAA. Um, and the and the Dimmick Center um, runs it as well, and so we expect about between a thousand and twelve hundred people oh. will come out, and we offer a five k run, um, a three k walk. We have a giant health and wellness pavilion where we invite all of our community, all of our neighbors, people who serve and help to promote health and wellness in the area to come and sort of display what they do and what they have to offer. And then we have a kids fun run as well. So kids come do obstacle course activities. There's a color run. Um, it's a really fun event and it attracts, you know, everyone in the community. Uh, it's just such a really inspiring event and lots of fun. You guys get a lot of people in recovery that run the race? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of teams um, oh, that are recovery specific that come and participate. Uh -huh. And you know, one of our kind of overarching goals with this is to make this sort of a lifetime wellness um, activity or event. And so on Saturdays, we offered uh, training runs. Yeah. So people would come meet at the Dimmick Center and they would work with some coaches who are awesome. marathoners yeah. and super talented people. Um, like Becca Pizzi. Yes, exactly. Mm. Becca Pizzi was with us two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, oh, so wow. we had the great honor of uh, having some of our um, participants run with someone who has done seven marathons on seven <laughs> continents in seven days. It, uh, who knew? Uh, crazy, right? <laughs> Why not me? That's her mission. Mm -hmm. So Suzanne from the BAA has also joined us. How did you guys connect and um, what was your uh, uh, goal in reaching out with the Dimmick Center? How did that all start? Actually, it was reversed. The Dimmick Center reached out to us and it goes back to 2014. Um, Dr. Maisha Mitterjordan got in touch with the BA president at the time, Joanne Flaminio, and said, you know, we're looking to start this 5K as an opportunity to engage and empower people around their own health and fitness. Would you be interested in helping us out? So Joanne uh, put her in touch with me. I was new in the position with community outreach. And the day that I got Maisha's call, it was like a gift because this is a wonderful opportunity to engage with the Dimmick Center, with people around empowering them in health and fitness, which is our mission at the BAA is to promote fish fitness through running. Um, so it was just a natural fit and the conversation started from there. Uh, around the same time I got introduced to Thaddeus Miles who is the founder of HoodFit and at the time was the director of public safety for Mass Housing and he had actually started an inaugural, he calls it the official unofficial uh, Roxbury 5K in 2014 where they engaged 126 people coming out, same goal to empower people around their health and fitness and we all got together and started the conversation and our missions were so closely aligned it just worked very well. No, that's great. I, you know, I think in sobriety, like in, in being in recovery, wellness, health and wellness, you know, that's, that's the biggest, I think that should be like one of the top things, being able to get out and work out and run and do the things that make you feel better because, you know, we all know this disease kind of brings you down into a spot where you don't feel good about yourself, you know, and it's great to have that opportunity that you guys can, can, can work with people to kind of build their confidence. I think it all comes building their confidence back up to where they have to be. 
Exactly, and that's one of the things we talk about as runners, a lot of us at the BA are runners, and you intuitively know kind of these some of these things, but yeah. there are more studies coming out every day about the power of fit athletic yeah. activity and running to help change your mindset, make you feel good about yeah. yourself, and just, you know, give you an opportunity to take charge of your yeah. own health. Yeah, that's awesome. And you work with other nonprofits in the area as well, correct? Mm -hmm. So yes. uh, as far as... Um, you know, being a big community player. Are, can you speak to a little bit of the mission of the BAA and how um, you approach that? Exactly. So the BAA, most people don't know, um, started as the Boston, Boston Athletic Association back in 1887. The marathon didn't come into the picture until 1897. So wow. we existed as an athletic club prior to that. And the goal was to give uh, people an opportunity to um, uh, become healthy through fitness through uh, at the time was called manly sports because you can imagine at the time that it was founded yeah. it was really yeah. just a men's organization um, over the years it's evolved the first many of the first participants in the Olympics in 1896 were from the BAA and they saw the marathon and thought this looks pretty interesting let's bring it back and so they brought the marathon back to Boston and from there um, it continued obviously as we know it's our most successful mission driven activity but the BA itself actually went bankrupt back in the 30s at the depression and the only thing they really held on to were the Boston School Boy Games and the marathon hmm. so as it's evolved as the marathon's grown and evolved we've been able to um, engage with more individuals in the community more not-for-profits so our charity program will be celebrating its 30th year coming up and that's a way that we can engage with local nonprofits they can um, apply for marathon bibs run in the in the race and take that money back to their organizations to help fund some of the, wow. the initiatives that they have um, with the Dimmick Center this is actually and with HoodFit this is a very unique engagement um, it's not something that we've ever done the BAA has really only put on its own races and we've not engaged with other in, um, other groups to put on a race in collaboration can we pick back up on that we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back on Crosscheck you have been listening to Crosscheck with your host Kevin Stevens we'll be right back after these messages surrounded by 71 acres of peaceful woodlands Sunspire Health Spring Hill is a residential addiction treatment center that allows you to clear your mind and reconnect with nature as you focus on your recovery on our open residential campus. At Spring Hill, we use a wide range of evidence-based treatment methods, including medication-assisted treatment and behavioral therapies to create a plan aimed at promoting long-term recovery. In addition to your clinical treatment plan, Take advantage of complimentary recovery activities in the surrounding outdoors and enjoy a comprehensive two-day educational family program, as well as the security of knowing your discharge will include a thorough, individualized plan that goes well beyond our care. Spring Hill offers patients evidence-based treatment for addiction and co-occurring mental health disorders at our facility in Ashby, Mass. If you or a loved one is in need of help, please call us today at 978-254-6668. That's 978-254-6668. Or visit us at sunspirehealth.com backslash spring dash up. Everybody wants to earn more money, right? Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman, and I'd like to earn more money too. That's why I take advantage of the Bump Up CD specials at the City of Boston Credit Union. It's easy. If their rates go up, yours can too. Check out all their current specials at cityofbostoncu.com. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. Funds federally insured by NCUA. Excess insurance by MSIC. An iced coffee is just a couple of bucks. 
What's the big deal? Well, if you think about it, two iced coffees a day for a whole year adds up to over $1,400. That's a big deal. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman, and this is a financial tip brought to you by the City of Boston Credit Union. For more everyday financial tips, visit cityofbostoncu.com. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. Hey, this is Sam Mettler, the creator of A&E's Intervention. You're listening to Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio. Welcome back to Crosscheck with your host, Kevin Stevens. I'm Andy Bernstein, along with Alyssa Horton from Recovering Champions, Willie Drinkwater behind the glass, and joining us is our in-studio guests, Lauren Bardsley, the Director of Development from the Dimmock Center, and Susan Walmsley, Youth and Community Engagement Director for the Boston Athletic Association. And before we went to break, we were talking about the work that the BA does in the community, which I don't know if everybody knows about, you know, the fact that you're such a good community citizen. Can you speak more to that? Right. The partnership that we have with the Dimmock is something that was new for the organization, and it was something that just made a lot of sense in terms of our mission of promoting health through uh, fitness through running and what the, the work that the Dimmick Center is doing in the community and then also what Thaddeus was trying to accomplish and everything really dovetailed nicely so it was something that made us want to kind of take that next step come out of what we're used to doing which is putting on our own races to partner because each of us brings uh, unique attributes to the partnership which is what's made this race so successful. You mentioned HoodFit. Mm -hmm. What exactly does HoodFit do? So HoodFit was founded by Thaddeus Miles, and uh, he and some friends had gotten together and realized that in spite of some of the, the tough situations they faced in their upbringing, there were certain qualities that had allowed them to be successful, like resilience and agency. And, um, and so when they talked about these things, they said, you know what, we can help others see the positive attributes that maybe come out of a negative situation and when you've had to really, you know, face something and... and uh, and deal with it and so they started hood fit to help other people empower themselves and and to develop a sense of agency and and take charge of their lives so he tells it much better than I do uh, no that's <laughs> that's great and and Lauren you're new to Dimmick. I am what inspired you to join the team well, you know, I was in a place of transition in my career, and I was looking around, because I've been in the nonprofit world for a while, and I was looking for an organization that really does the kind of boots-on-the-ground community service work that Dimmick does. Um, I'd worked for some larger nonprofits before and, you know, worked in, like, foundations with a little bit more distance from the community. And seeing what Dimmick does and seeing the direct impact that they have and the ability to work directly with people who need services and to see those results and to build and build and build upon that, it just felt really inspiring to me and I'm so excited to be a part of the team. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I think that's what we're all kind of in this thing for because it's, you know, it's such a, it's inspiring, it's such a great thing and there's so many ups and downs, there's a lot of different things, but, you know, we you, you can not only do so much, but when you see people get better, you know, it makes it that much, it makes it great because we all, We've all been through it. I've been, you know, I've been through it a couple of years now, but I've been through the tribulations of being like down and you know and coming out of it. But it's, 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 it's what you guys stand for. All you guys stand for, you know, is, is trying to is help and, and hope that people have a little something to look forward to. And and, and with the Dimmick, is you know, I know the Dimmick's 
you know, a place is great because you take almost everybody. Everybody I heard that went there gets in there, and that's that's very important. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. <laughs> and then the race, and then the race again is on September eighth. So Saturday, September eighth, um, and so it open registration opens at seven o'clock. You can walk up and register. A ton of people do that, like we said. Run, walk, um, come have fun. Um, we start at 9 a.m. and the race happens and then there's a whole pavilion with all kinds of fun stuff to do. Um, and you know, just a great way to enjoy the community. And the location? It's at the Dimmick Center, which is 55 Dimmick Street in Roxbury, Massachusetts. That's excellent. And um, Wait, I have a number. You have a number, go ahead. Look, I give out this number. Number. I wasn't, number, I wasn't lying. It's right here in my notes. It's 617-442-8800. That's for Dimmick. Okay. And website again? That is Dimmick.org. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. It was Alex. great having you, and we'll be back on Crosscheck. You have been listening to Crosscheck with your host, Kevin Stevens. We'll be right back after these messages. Big thing that we have to offer is a ton of our staff are also in long-term recovery, um, and the first thing that we look at is making sure that that individual comes in, feels like they're a person, that we're going to take care of them, and that we're there for them. Individualized treatment, we try and help people find a way to live a life that's drug-free a day at a time. When you're with us, you're going to get a master's clinician who is well-experienced, well-versed in addiction. You're also going to get a case manager who's going to help you basically with everything that you've missed in life due to addiction. You're going to have tons of peer support every day, but when you leave, you're a part of the Recovering Champions family. If you're looking for help to get into treatment and you'd like to use Recovering Champions and our knowledge of the system and how to access it, you can reach us a couple different ways. You can always call our toll-free number, which is 844 888-5391-844-888-5391. The other place you can find us is on the web, recoveringchampions.com. LifeSkills South Florida is a 26-year-old primary psychiatric facility located in beautiful Deerfield Beach, Florida. We treat mental health conditions and substance use disorders for men and women ages 18 and older by using a holistic approach to treatment. This is done by incorporating elements of mindfulness, meditation, and integrated primary care, which offers individuals the opportunity for complete recovery. Treatment at Life Skills focuses not just on the persisting problems, but targets the underlying disorders that contribute to them in a healing environment. Our program goes above and beyond to empower the individuals during their recovery. For more information about our facilities, please call our Northeast Clinical Outreach Director, Melissa Westerman at 603-540-6288. That's 603-540-6288. Also, visit our website at lifeskillssouthflorida.com for more info. This is Chris Nowinski, CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, and you're listening to Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio, hosted by Kevin Stevens. Welcome back to Crosscheck. We're down to our final segment, the wrap. So, guys, what about Mike Lindell, huh? Yeah, about a rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It definitely oh was a really gosh. interesting man. Really yeah. interesting guy. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the, what he 
you know, the my pillow thing and how, you know, he had interventions from, you know, the bookies and the drug dealers. That's, you know, you don't hear that too much. No. Well, they no. Won't yeah, when, when they <laughs> shut you down, yeah, you, know, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, really, you might be, you, you might you be might in have trouble. Yeah, yeah, you know, might, I, I think, might have a problem. I think, I think the best thing, like, you know, obviously the my pillow is the greatest, great invention, whatever, but his recovery network, the thing that he's building yeah. out yeah, there huge. for, you know, for like different ages can, you know, ages can. So you can Get identify. Yeah, it's yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not, I don't even know if that's anywhere out there. Like, I don't know no. if that's... No, not I, that I know of. I've I think never you heard of it. I've been in the business 30 years. I haven't, no. I haven't heard of it. You know, we all like, hear, like, of alcoholics, you know, we all hear the young guy, kids coming in and say they don't relate to anybody, Yeah, right? they can't identify. They can't identify with the yeah. older guys because, they, you know, they've been, yeah. you know. Now, with this thing here, it gives them that opportunity to, you know, they hear people that have made it their age, you know, guys that got through some, uh, in recovery. Can plug your age in, yeah. your drug of choice, yeah. and then you can get Seriously. possibly hundreds of yeah. stories yeah. that you can identify. Amazing. I think it's the most amazing thing, like, it is. you know, to, to kind of like have that, have be able to do that. It's, you know, he's come up with a great idea, and I think, obviously, he just wants to help people now because he's in a situation where he can do it, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, and he, he knows. We need more people like that out there. Yeah, and he had like glimpses of it along the way too. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was, was sort cool. Of interesting. He's like fulfilling his prophecy. That yeah. was that was a really cool statement. Yeah, it was like you know steps back, forward, steps back, forward, and then just forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but anyway. not forgetting where he came from. No, no. Exactly. Now he's writing that book, which I really want to read because I, I really want to know how bad he was. I hope I'm he doesn't forget about the recovery pillows either. I know. The no, recovery, no, the recovery I want pillows. that. I just celebrated that, that an anniversary. Sort of a, uh, just was saying. Sort of a good idea. Willie drink one. Recovery pillows. That can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have the Dimmick Center who yep. came in They're as well. It takes I a community, right? It takes a community to I raise a child. I've referred people. people there and yeah. not known just how much resource they have. It makes yeah. me feel so yeah. much better about sending people there. Yeah. Not that I felt bad in the first place, but dang. Yeah, I, I think it's dang. important to know that they're a place where you can get into. Like, you know, there's a lot of detoxes and rehabs. Oh, call us back tomorrow. Let me see if the insurance takes it. Right. You know, you can pull, if you're hurting and you're sick, you can pretty much drive over the Dimmick. And I've known people have done it to mm-hmm. drive over there and got in and got a bed that night, which is rare. You know, it's rare yeah. to find that around. It is extremely rare. And I mean, usually when I'm referring somebody um, to a place like Dimmick or anyone that takes those insurances, and if I call and say, hey, do you have a bed? And they find out I work in another program, they're like, they'll hang up on me. You know what I mean? They yeah. want nothing to do with me. Dimmick, when I call them, they'll because be like, yeah, we have a. They're like, right, right, which is not which true is at crazy. all. When I call right. Dimmick, I'm like, hey, I, do you guys have a mail bed? I just really need to know before this kid calls in. Right. And they're like, yeah, we do. Have them call right away. You don't hear that. That's hopeful. Also, also, just to throw the number out there again for any for any stage of treatment, whether it be detox, the thirty day mm-hmm. programs, BSAS, the Bureau of Substance Abuse Services, the, the Department of Public Health, they have a helpline number that people can call, and that number is one 327 5050 Or you can for contact any level us of here. care. Yeah. Or, or you can contact us. And, and Willie and I will help you out. That's it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh boy. What a pair there. Real beauties. I'll get some rest of my recovery yeah. pillow, and uh, you know, yeah. And, yeah. Then we can do it. Yeah, and guys, so we have a new website. It's mm-hmm. powerforward25.com. Mm-hmm. And if you check us out, you'll see all kinds of great information, learn about Kevin's story. And um, please contact us um, if you have any questions or need help or need mm-hmm. us to connect you with anybody. And happy to do that. And we also have a Facebook page, which is Power Forward on Facebook. So you can check us out there. And on pod617.com forward slash crosscheck, you can hear all our podcasts and also on iTunes. So 
We got it covered. We got it covered. You can find us everywhere. We're an infection (laughs) to your internet. Like a a fungus fungus growing on all sorts. There's a fungus among us. Yeah, an infection you don't want to cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're the kind you like. Yes. We're the good infection. Take us out, Kevin. No, all good. All good stuff, guys. You know, it's just... Like I said, there's a lot of different ways to find us, a lot of different ways to find Dimmick, a lot of different ways to find any kind of treatment. But you've got to make the first step, right? You've got to make that first call. And if you do that, your life will get better. So, you know, we're here. And if you get that opportunity, make the call. And on that note, we will talk to you next week on CrossCheck. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye, everybody. You have been listening to CrossCheck Radio with your host, two-time Stanley Cup winner Kevin Stevens. Join Kevin and his team each Saturday and Sunday as we try to remove the mask of addiction. If you or a loved one is suffering with substance use disorder, please call the Mass Substance Abuse Hotline at 1-800-327-5050. That's 1-800-327-5050. Or visit us at PowerForward25.com for more information. Hi, doctor. My brother here is pretty sick. What's the problem, young man? Help. I need somebody. Okay, so what hurts? Well, woke up, got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. Uh, right. Then what happened? You got that something. I think you'll understand. Is he talking solely in Beatles lyrics? That's right, Doc. It's getting better all the time. It's not, Doc. Ever since he started listening to Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette, it's Beatles 24-7. Uh, look at all the lonely people. Get Back to the Beatles? Yes, it's a podcast on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It took me so long to find out, but I found out. Please stop singing Ticket to Ride. Uh, That was actually from Day Tripper. You too, Doc? Gotta admit, I can't wait to log on to pod617.com to hear Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette. I give up. Goodbye. Uh, You say goodbye. I say hello. Make sure to check for the latest episode of Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette at pod617.com. The Boston Podcast Network.